This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And thank you for being with us on the Vedic Wisdom. I want to talk with you about the difference between empowerment and disempowerment. Empowerment has the connotation of accepting authority. And that's the material conception of it. That I have the authority, so I'm empowered. I'm a police officer. Pull over. You ran that light. I'm giving you a citation. Uh, I'm the teacher. I can tell you kids, no, you're not going out for recess. You're going to do this, or you're going to do that. Today, we're going to read about this. It goes on and on and on. Through business, there's a structural thing, the, the corporate tree. Almost all businesses are that way. The government is that way, of course. And they take authority to mean empowerment. That because I have this post, the post brings with it an authority. And that authority is my empowerment. You can't disagree with me. You can't counter me. You can't stop me. And this is the material conception of empowerment. And this is what people get caught up in. They usually experience the empowerment being used on them. And it makes them angry and frustrated. And the reaction is, I want that power. And so they sometimes spend many, many years climbing up the corporate tree to get that empowerment. And then they turn around and they misuse it on others. And it makes them angry and frustrated and pushes them into the same cycle. Now, this is all external and improper. This is not what real empowerment is. This is the misuse of authority. And we have that rampant in our society where people are in denial that I did that, denial that it's wrong, arrogant about their own qualities that they think they have but don't exhibit in times of need especially. And they cause anxiety and suffering upon other people rather than encouraging and comforting others. Now, from the spiritual point of view, what is empowerment? It's a completely different thing. On the spiritual platform, empowerment can only come with knowledge. If you don't know what you're talking about, spiritually, you get no authority. You can't cheat. You can't deceive. You can't belittle others to aggrandize yourself. Spiritually speaking, that's not allowed. So in the spiritual context, anyone who is approaching spiritual life from that point of view, they find a very difficult task. Their quest for empowerment becomes very difficult because the Lord is the controller, the supreme controller, and he makes their life very difficult to do that to others. It still happens, I must say, there are people who expertly misuse their intelligence, their abilities and resources to impose false authority and misuse any type of empowerment they can get. Even in spiritual life, we find that there's a global problem with religious 
individuals mistreating children. They're easy prey. They're innocent. They're looking to a representative of God for enlightenment, not misdirection and abuse. So real empowerment is when you have knowledge of right and wrong and knowledge of the basic principles of the material nature, the spiritual nature, the effects of time, the living entities, and the Supreme Lord. Their actual positions. With that knowledge, you are then structured such that you don't misinterpret yourself to be greater than you are. And then any type of knowledge, realization, empowerment, authority that you have or gain is not misused. It's properly engaged in encouraging, supporting, and developing others. Now, we've spoken many times, I've done shows specifically about the importance of selflessness over the trend of selfishness and that the selfishness leads to disaster and the selflessness needs to awakening awakening within yourself and awakening within those around you and awakening in assisting others you may meet so our responsibility actually is to take authority and to take empowerment and use it to assist others who are less fortunate. Empowerment at the higher sense is that you have the ability to assist someone to free themselves from the cycle of birth and death. Stop doing good or bad activities and causing reincarnation after reincarnation after reincarnation. And lift yourself to a spiritual perspective outside of and beyond the selfishness of where you become a servant in the hands of the Lord and the spiritual master. You become benevolent and you become compassionate to everyone who is less fortunate than you, or even those that are as fortunate but are still on a quest to find out what is their best interest. So this is the real type of empowerment. You're using what you have for the benefit of others. This is an intelligent person's response to authority and empowerment. It's not for betterment of himself, because he already knows that betterment of himself does not come with material development, advancement. Real empowerment comes with spiritual knowledge and realization. And so our responsibility is to reject this childish batter and struggle for position in the material world, because we've probably done it life after life after life. And we, even if we've attained it, we know the sweetness I thought it would deliver is not there. And that the empowerment I thought I would get only caused me anxiety and I did things I shouldn't have done to others. And, but when you were spiritually awake, you recognize that no material gain will satisfy you. So actually being able to do good and liberate people from the cycle of birth and death and liberate them from ignorance and encourage them in times of fear and distress is a far more rewarding status. And that this is a sign of a realized person. This is a sign of someone who is advancing in spiritual life, not the accumulation of toys and money. So the opportunity that is provided in spiritual life 
is not a selfish orientated result. So all the people that are thinking, oh, I'll solve my problems by getting into spiritual life and I'll be able to push people around or, or sell my, my story or make money off of my, uh, my knowledge, they're not going to have a very nice trip. They're going to be frustrated by the balance of nature until they can come to the platform of recognizing, actually, I meant to do good to others. Selflessness is a reward in itself, let alone seeing and thriving on the success and the happiness that you can bring to others. This is the intelligent level. This is the truly rewarding level. And so we recognize as we become more spiritually attuned where to put our attention and what to place uh, in the priority structure of value. And the things that we end up valuing the most from the spiritual point of view are all on the selfless level of categories. And we recognize that building my abilities to do more beneficial and selfless things is a far greater quest and a far greater reward than accumulating money at any cost, standing on the on the next guy's head to get up to the top myself faster. So this is another s symptom of the sickness in the human society currently. We've been misguided by the methodologies propounded by the governments and the controllers and the evil people in the t at the top who want to see us as slaves and turned us into less than human in our attitude toward our brothers and sisters. And we're all seeing it break down and we're all in need within our hearts. We're in need of reviving something that gives us fulfillment. And the Vedic literature is telling you that is in the selfless concept. Because that selflessness leads to unself-motivated devotional service to the Lord's plan. And that is liberation from the cycle of birth and death. And that is the perfection of life. Engage in the loving service of the Lord without expectation of return and seeing the satisfaction of Him's, the Lord, and His plan for the other living entities who are struggling with the modes of nature, struggling in the survival modes, in the struggle for existence. So to become uh, proficient, to become useful in the service of the Lord, when the Lord's plan is a selfless one, you must become selfless. We see that God is providing all of the resources that are required by all of the living entities in all of the species simultaneously on this planet and many other planets throughout the universe and many other universes throughout the creation, I should say material creation. And he's still providing all the resources to all the living entities require in the spiritual world, in all of the spiritual planets, and all of the living entities there. So he is on a platform of benevolence. His causeless mercy and benevolence upon the living entities, kindness, patience, tolerance, is what is giving anybody and everybody hope. And that there's going to be a solution. There's going to be upliftment. 
there's going to be reward. There's going to be realization. There's going to be fulfillment. Well, it's there because of the nature of God. His benevolent, selfless nature He has. Recognizing that we are part and parcel of the Lord, that same group type of qualities is in us. But we are misguided by this world of nonsense and selfishness. So reviving our natural consciousness, our natural position as servant, brings forward these characteristics of benevolence, of compassion, of selflessness. And the whole social issue, the whole... Uh, process, the whole sojourn of reaching enlightenment from birth to full purification and success as a human being is all there in the selflessness category. Now, we're not saying just roll over and don't uh, defend yourself or don't assist defending others or become uh, uh, lawless we're saying have the right attitude and employ the different characteristics and emotions of the human spirit correctly and all of the difficulties we in society will automatically go away. We end up with the positive cycle. There's examples, hug somebody. People stand in the city square and put up a sign that says free hugs. Other people, many, many people have said uh, a smile at someone and watch how they respond. And notice that later they'll smile at somebody. That there's a positive aspect to all of our natures. And if we nurture that positive cycle, it spins off into more and more and more hugging and more and more smiling and more and more caring and more and more helping. Or in a society that's unfortunately structured because the leaders are raping the resources and all the motivation and the goodness out of us all. So we have to work in opposition to the standard, but in harmony with the Lord and the spiritual master. And redevelop, re-stimulate, reignite that compassionate side of us that is there. Not the artificial, hi, how are you? Oh, I really love what you're wearing. Not that crap. Not the PC nonsense. But the actual sincere concern about someone's predicament that you might be able to assist. There's that old phrase, I can't help everybody, but I can help when asked. And that should be a principle you think about. That should be something you consider. If God's worked it out that somebody ends up in front of your face and saying to you, will you help me? It is pointed at you. You have no right to turn away and say no. The level that you help well, remains to be seen. But you must help. You have been directly approached and asked for help. The humanness in us all means we must respond favorably to a request for help. So, I can't help everybody, but I can help when asked. If that simply prevails, I can be happy. I can smile. I can hug. I can assist. I can volunteer. I can uh, nurture the selfless compassion and intelligent uh, 
uh, encouragement to others in the world, irrespective of what species they're in. We have the problem on the planet right now where they're trying to say that the black should hate the white and the white should hate the, the yellow and the yellow should hate the red and, 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 and the big, the small and the old and the young and the male and the female, they should all be at odds. And nothing could be further from the truth. That is backwards, opposite, illusory perspective of life. We're not supposed to see the different bodily situations we're in. We're supposed to see the conscious living entity struggling for happiness and existence in that particular body and be compassionate to them that they're suffering the same things that I'm suffering. The obvious example is hunger. Do you think the angst and the difficulty and the anxiety and the suffering caused by not eating for two weeks is different in a black man, white man, old, young, male, female? No. It's not different in the animal species. It's not different in the human species. It's not different for anybody. It's a, it's a difficult suffering. So why are we seeing the differences? Why are we allowing this social influences, crap coming from the top down of beings who don't want us to be individuals and be compassionate human beings any longer? They're pushing us away from this very basic concept that many of the difficulties that we experience in our life, everybody else does too. And if we work compassionately together and selflessly together, we can make those things go away. I mean, we had the green revolution of the 50s and the 60s, and it went further into the 70s. We're supposed to be able to feed the world. But right now, here we are in the 2020s, and guess what? We're still not feeding everybody on the planet. What a crime. What does that say about the method that was being taught as the way humans act? What does it say about the value of the leaders of this society? It says they're going the wrong way and we should not go with them. We must push back and reestablish the selfless principles of God consciousness as our new standard of life. Not this selfishness. I don't care. I've got all I want. I don't care how many people are living in boxes on the streets. That is ridiculous. We have, uh, we have rich people buying up whole neighborhoods of houses so they can rent them and make money. But the people can't afford them because they don't have jobs. Because the rich people put robots in instead of people. We have such an imbalance of nonsense between the rich few and the, and the poor many. Their methods don't lead to harmony. They don't lead to happiness. They don't lead to self-realization of your natural qualities of compassion and honesty. And your selflessness as a standard of human existence. It's not something we have to be trained in. It's something we have to remember. We have to refuse to let them breed it out of us. We have to be very cautious that these uh, raised by the state schools don't breed it out of our children. We don't want our children to be the same. We don't want to make them toe the line. We want them to be individuals that do what they are impelled from within by the energies of God to do what they're uniquely here to do. So our responsibility to bring society back around starts with our recognition of the true nature of a human being. 
and absorbing the Vedic knowledge of how a human being can interact correctly and sharing that. That is empowerment. That is compassion. That is actually going to lead to a solution. What we're watching and all of the bittering and bartering and yelling and screaming and fighting and missiles and guns and tanks will not lead to a solution. Because it's not based on the principles of divine intervention, divine perspective, divine structure. None of them. The Vedic literature is divine from the first page to the last. And it is meant to bring you out of this mistrained status of life of the human society back to your normal, conscious, compassionate status of life where everything becomes normal. Because we're living in a non-normal life. We're being, you know, social. How are you? Oh, that's good. You look fine today. That's very nice. What do you want from me? No way. Go away. You want what? Nah. Can't hear you. <laughs> we have that over and over and over. The imbalance is getting to the point where everybody's frustrated. Everybody doesn't have enough. There is no reason for anybody not to have enough. There is no reason for anybody to be hungry. Or no shelter living on the street. Absolutely no reason whatsoever. But we have to have two houses per family. Because the family gets married and has a couple of kids and they divorce and they split up and have to have two houses. Because they aren't holding the family together on the same principles of love and compassion that they were intended, that they thought they were starting out on. Because the society is making us see the differences in everything and being critical and uh, intolerant of others. This intolerance is totally wrong. So, empower yourself with Vedic knowledge. Revive your natural, human, beautiful qualities, characteristics, and tendencies that are inherently you. And taste again. Revive again. How wonderful it is to make someone else happy or to solve someone's problem. Not the problem of I can't find something. Will you help me find my car keys? No. Someone who's hungry. Someone who's alone. Someone who's afraid. Someone who's broke. Someone who's been mistreated. We have to come back to that level of consciousness. That's human. And the Vedic literature is saying, following the process and coming back onto the selfless threshold will solve this. Focus around love of God. Focus around uh, knowledge. Focus around using your uh, authority and empowerment for good and right, not your career. Stop allowing others to raise your children. Let the neighbor tell your kid, get out of there, you're ruining my garden. You don't say, yeah, you can't talk to my kid that way. He's a human. He needs instruction, guidance. It's not wrong. Let everybody have share the same concept of selfless benevolence, truthfulness, uh, tolerance, patience, 
charity, austerity, everybody should have it, then raising the children is very easy. They learn the right characteristics and the right mentality from the beginning. And we as individuals and neighbors and friends and lovers and parents and family members, we don't separate. We don't abandon those that we love. We don't walk off because I didn't like that. They didn't respect me. They didn't follow my authority. These things are not conducive to the growth of humanity and the fulfillment of your heart. This is what is essential, is to fill your heart with love of God and share that love with all you meet and honestly and compassionately encourage everyone. Don't be at odds. Competition. They push sport. Competition, 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 competition. No. No. Sportsmanship. He fell down, I'll help him up. Sportsmanship. Not he fell down, I'll step on him. So we have a transition to go through. And we're in it now. We already see the old system breaking down. We already see the results of doing it wrong. We're increasing the anxiety and the suffering and the destruction on our planet now. We have to go the other way. Study the Vedic literature and learn how to act like a human being again. Associate with the servants of God. Bring back your natural characteristics. Let your heart lead you, not your wallet or your mind or your desires. Let your heart, how can I make others feel good inside? And realize, oh, that's how you make you feel good inside. <laughs> so do take this opportunity. It is a very important opportunity only available to those of you in the human form of life. If we take this opportunity and read the spiritual master's books and revive our love of God and understand our role in this material manifestation and how to get out of it and how to assist others compassionately to do the same, this world will change rapidly. And all of us will feel the glory and the joy and the fulfillment we're looking for. This is the message of the Vedic literature. This is the structure of the manifestation. This is the will of the Supreme Personality of Godhead Sri Krishna. This is the instructions given by the spiritual master, empowered by the Lord to deliver it without deviation for your betterment. Now that is empowerment. He's been empowered and he's empowering you. This is the proper method of coming to uh, the higher level of being a human, comfortable, happy, uh, aware, conscious human, built on compassion and truthfulness. It will solve our problems. Read the Vedic literature and you will be happy. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.